your reaction to just everything at Staples, now Crypto.com, right? The Los Angeles Lakers made me want to throw up. For the first time in the history of the Los Angeles Lakers, we heard a Lakers say the Clippers were a better team. I want somebody to tell me where they could find that sound of anyone from the days of George Mikan when the Clippers didn't exist to the days of Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Irvin Magic Johnson and, 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 and James Worthy and Shaq and Kobe. And the, you could go Eldon Campbell and Nick Van Exel with Eddie Jones. I challenge anybody to find me a Los Angeles Laker in history that says, well, the Clippers are just a better team. What's up? What's up? What's up, my L.A. fam? This is your boy, L.A. Ray Harris, host of L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. And I tell you what, man, Stephen A. Smith is one funny dude, man. One funny ass dude. I mean, of course, I'm going to talk about the Clippers 132 to 111 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers at the Crypto.com Arena uh, last night. But Stephen A, boy, he went all in with the Lakers. Just made me want to throw up. I'm paraphrasing here. I defy anybody to 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 uh, bring up some tape uh, or something that says the Clippers are the better team. Even going back to George Mikan before the Clippers were in existence, to Wilt Chamberlain, to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, to Magic Johnson, to James Worthy, to Shaq and Kobe. Hell, he even brought up Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones, Eldon Campbell. Dude went way, way back. That is one funny-ass dude, man. But hey, he's right. He's right. And he was referencing LeBron James, who says right now the Clippers are the better team. And that's not anything monumental. They are. They are. They're the better basketball team, right? There's no even there's no even doubt about that. But before I get into this game, check it out. That sound that you just heard called feels good. And I know Clipper Nation, Clipperholics fans are feeling really, really good about their team right now. I always try to put some little music clip on based on the episode that I'm going to talk about. So in this case, it's really, well, I'm going to talk about both the Clippers and the Lakers, of course, but the Clippers should really, really be feeling good about themselves, the way that they're winning, being shorthanded without uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Norman Powell, uh, for that matter. But again, that particular sound feels good by Electra. Before I get into that game last night, let me give you just another little clip feels good you 
All right, all right, all right. Okay, y'all, uh, I promise my, my, my DJing is over for this particular episode. Hey, but check it out. I do have a lot of uh, friends, followers. They say, hey, L.A., L.A. Ray, how old are you, man? Well, you guys, if you ever listen to any of my episodes, you hear all this old school music, especially something like this. This is like disco type shit right here, dude. I mean, hey, put two and two together. You can figure out, figure out how old L.A. Ray is, baby. If I like this kind of stuff, hey, figure it out. But check it out. Going back to the Lakers and the Clippers. So it's obvious, yes, that the Lakers, I'm sorry, the Clippers right now are the better basketball team. And, of course, the biggest difference between these two teams is really, really obvious. And it's the shooting. And it was painfully obvious from a Laker perspective last night that they just don't have any shooting. When you look at this Clippers team from top to bottom, and, again, without Paul George, who can shoot the ball, of course, Kawhi Leonard, who can shoot the ball, of course, and Norman Powell, who can shoot the ball. I mean, he had three very good games before he broke his foot or fractured his foot. And he's going to be coming back before the playoffs. But the rest of the Clippers roster, looking looking at this roster, I mean, you can go from top to bottom. I'm looking at it right here. Nick Batum can shoot the ball. Marcus Morris Senior can shoot the basketball. Reggie Jackson, of course, Torch the Lakers last night can shoot the basketball. Terrence Mann can shoot. Covington is not a horrible shooter himself. He was two out of five from beyond the arc last night. And then, of course, Luke Kennard, that goes without saying. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Amir Coffey can shoot. He was two out of three from beyond the arc. Brandon Boston Jr., the rookie, he has a long way to go. He's kind of hit it like a little rookie wall. Uh, there for a moment but he can shoot the ball as well so you got all of these guys on the Clippers who can shoot the ball and the way they move the ball around the court looking for the open man it's just it's just a beautiful thing to see they make the extra pass they set picks they do pick and rolls they run secondary fast breaks and you guys just go you got guys that's just going in the corner waiting to get that pass you know, like a Reggie Jackson, like a Terrence Mann, uh, like a Marcus Morris Senior, uh, uh, a Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard shot one last night from like, I don't know, 35 feet or something like that in somebody's mug. I mean, it's beautiful basketball that they play. And then on the flip side, when you look at the Lakers up and down, you got LeBron James. Yes, LeBron James, uh, when he gets hot, he can shoot that ball from the outside pretty well. Last night, he was only two of nine, but... You know, LeBron James, you're not you're not going to take away the green light from LeBron James and shooting the basketball. LeBron James can shoot the basketball. Westbrook, you know, I'm not going to get into the, you know, I, I, there's a lot of Laker fans that call him Westbrook and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's made fun of the guy. But obviously, he's not a great shooter. Anything outside of 12 feet uh, with Westbrook, it's, it's, a, it's a wing and a prayer as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Malik Monk, he can shoot the ball, yes. Reeves. He can shoot. Uh, sometimes he gets into a little uh, slump, but he was two out of three yesterday from beyond the arc. He can shoot. Carmelo Anthony, we know what he can do. But Stanley Johnson, you're not getting much from him from the outside. Baysmore, not much at all. Ellington came in at the beginning of the year, was supposed to be the sharpshooter. He was two of two last night, but he's really not a, you know, has not been playing all that well this year. And then they just picked up DJ Augustine. You know, another 34-year-old, you not you don't know what you're going to get from him, really. Taylor Horton Tucker did not play last night. 
coach's decision. You know, he's hit or miss from beyond the arc. You know, Avery Bradley, not a great shooter from beyond the arc. He's decent. And Trevor Ariza, he also did not play coach's decision, along with Bradley. So I say all that to say, top to bottom, the Clippers have a better outside shooting team. And when you look at it top to bottom, they may have the better basketball team overall. My last episode, episode number 93, and I mentioned that I thought that the Lakers had a better team overall when everyone's healthy. I'm not so sure about that now. Can you imagine once, whether it's next year or even at the end of this year, because there is talk that there's a slight possibility that you may get back Paul George and Kawhi Leonard along with Norman Powell in time for the playoffs. And even if that does not happen, you know, is this Clipper team as it's uh, set up right now better from top to bottom than the Lakers? I think an argument can be made from that. And then when we're looking forward to next year, let's say the Lakers pretty much keep the same squad. Now, now we know that there's, there's going to have to be some changes. We don't know if Westbrook's going to get traded or not. You know, the Lakers are pretty much hamstrung by his contract. He has a $45 million or matter of fact, I think it goes up to like 47, $47 million player option for next year. You think Westbrook is going to turn that player option down? Hell no. The Lakers are going to have to trade him. So I don't know if they're going to have a viable trading partner with that salary. But let's say they keep the same squad pretty much. You're going to have a big three of LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, well, LeBron James, if he doesn't get traded, Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis, hopefully a, a healthy Anthony Davis as your big three. And then when you look at the Clippers, you're going to have Kawhi Leonard, healthy. You're going to have Paul George, healthy. You're going to have Norman Powell. Now, Norman Powell is not a superstar, but Norman Powell is not a damn scrub either. Norman Powell can play. And then you still have your Reggie Jacksons and your Terrence Manns and your Marcus Morris Senior, Covington, Kennard. Would that team, or does that team on paper, when everyone's healthy, looks like a better basketball team than the Los Angeles Lakers? Now, there definitely could be an argument to be made there, for sure. There's no, there's no doubt about that. that. That is worth an argument. But we're not into next year. We're still into this year. The Clippers are sitting at 34 and 31. Lakers are, are pretty much floundering at 27 and 35, I believe, as of this episode right now, or as of this recording. The Lakers are sitting at number nine seed, I want to say. And the Clippers are sitting at number eight, and the Clippers are ascending, and the Lakers are descending. So, as Stephen A. Smith said, I mean, you know, this is it's just no secret right now of who, who's the best uh, basketball team in the city of Los Angeles. And right now, that is the L.A. Clippers. I mean, they were clowning last night, the Clippers I'm referring to. They were clowning. Reggie Jackson was doing his, you know, skip to my Lou. You know, I, I guess that's his thing now. You know, he did that when he hit the winning shot the last time they played the Lakers when he was skipping up the court. Now he kind of does that. Uh, not a lot in every game, but, you know, every once or twice he'll do it. But against the Lakers last night, he did it a couple of times. He's laughing. He's giggling. He's smiling. All of the Clippers. I mean, they were all into the game. The way they were moving that ball around and hitting hitting threes and, you know, hitting pull-up jumpers. And, you know, you had Zubak was just, just killing it on the inside. He was 8 out of 11. 
Eight out of 11 from the floor, nine, nine rebounds, 19 points. And then when you take him out, you bring in Isaiah Hartenstein. Hartenstein. Six out of seven from the field. Five rebounds, five assists, 12 points. Plus those boys was playing defense. That's another thing. The Clippers, it seems like they have hands like all over the place. They're swatting at the ball. They're getting turnovers. And when you look at them, they, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't come across as like a, a big time fast break team, the Clippers I'm referring to. But when they do get a chance to fast break, I mean, they will do so. And their secondary break is just dangerous. More so than a, the type of fast break where you get layups out of it. It's the Clippers secondary break, meaning, you know, when they, when they get that rebound and, you know, the Lakers may be, uh, or whatever team is running back in transition, and it won't necessarily be a layup, but the defense is like out of position. And then you have one of these guys that I just mentioned that are shooters will just spot up. And whoever is running the break, it could be Jackson. It could be Terrence Mann, who's really not even a true point guard. He's not a true point guard. It could be Nick Batum, who happened to get the rebound and is running it up the court. You know, Covington, whoever, Coffee. Coffee's a decent passer, Luke Kennard. And then they'll just find somebody in the corner or at the top of the key or, or on the wing somewhere. And, and they get to shooting and they get to making these threes. And then the offense starts flowing just even better than it was before. They were 63% from the field, the Clippers I'm referring to in that game last night, as opposed to the Lakers who were only 34% from beyond the arc I'm speaking of. For the game, the Lakers were 48.8%, just might as well say 49%, and the Clippers were 55% from the floor. Third quarter just blew the Lakers away. Clippers scored 40 points. I mean, they were just draining shots from all over the floor. They outscored the Lakers 40-18 to 18 at one point in that third quarter. It may have been like maybe five minutes in, five or six minutes in, the Lakers had only scored two points. And the Clippers scored at one point 23 points in a row. They were on a 23-0 run or something crazy like that. And I tell you what, man, this Clipper team, if they do get back Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Norman Powell healthy, now I'm not saying, all right, pump the brakes, Clipper Nation, Clipper Hawks. I'm not saying that you're going to win an NBA title if those guys come back. But I tell you what. If they come back healthy, the Clippers will have a shot to make it to the Western Conference Finals again, if they are healthy. And if they end up being in the play-in, which I still think they will, you're going to have to end up playing in the first round either the Phoenix Suns or the Golden State Warriors. Can this Clippers basketball team, with those three guys coming back healthy, Leonard, George, and Powell, can they beat Phoenix? Sure. Sure. If the chips fall the Clippers' way, they sure can. Can they beat Golden State with that high-powered offense Golden State has? Not so sure. Maybe. They would have a shot. They would have a shot if these guys come back. Now, I don't think Kawhi Leonard is coming back. I really, really don't think that he will. Paul George has a chance to come back, and we know what Paul George can do in the playoffs. You know, he did it last year. He and Reggie Jackson pretty much carried the Clippers all the way to the Western Conference Finals where they lost four games to two against the Phoenix Suns. But, you know, the X factor in this particular Clipper team is Norman Powell. 
Norman Powell is a very, very good addition to this team. I'm not sure how the hell the Clippers brass pulled off that trade and got Norman Powell and Covington for pretty much Bledsoe, Winslow, and Keon Johnson from from Portland. I mean, that, that was a steal, man. That was a ripoff. They, you know, the, the Department of Justice need to investigate the Clippers brass for making that steal. I mean, Covington. Look at Covington, man. Been around the league a long time. Tough guy. You know, he gives you rebounds. And, and, and I just mentioned he can shoot. He had seven rebounds in the game last night. Three assists. Two steals. Only turned it over once. And he was four of nine from the field. And as I mentioned, two of five from beyond the arc. Twelve points. Very, very valuable player coming off the bench. Very valuable. And then you bring in, like I said, Hardenstein and Kennard and Coffee, whose confidence is just rising. You know, his confidence has been rising in the last, say, 20 or so games. When he gets in there, he does some damage. So from top to bottom, this Clipper team is, 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 is very, very good. Now, going back to the Lakers, of course, you know, they're having all of these 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 issues, you know, Russell Westbrook, he got into a little, not a shouting match with a reporter yesterday, um, but a little back and forth with a with a reporter. A reporter asked him, you know, pretty much what was your expectations or, uh, you know, how your expect, you know, this team hasn't been doing well in terms of what you expected. And, you know, Westbrook took exception to that and said, well, you know, what did I say? Did I say anything about expectations? I didn't say anything about expectations. And they kind of went back and forth a little bit. I'm paraphrasing a little bit there, but he was frustrated. Westbrook was frustrated. One thing I like about Westbrook is he will not shy away from the camera. He will not shy away from the hard interview. He will not shy away from the hard questions. And he will get up on that, on that stand podium or whatever, and he will answer questions. Now I've been back and forth with, uh, a lot of the late show uh, Twitter followers talking about Westbrook and, you know, hey, guys, I'm not crazy. Westbrook is a great player. He's top 75 player. Don't get me wrong, but it's all about fit. It's simple as that. It's all about fit. And Westbrook does just does not fit this team. It's just that simple. Nothing against his talent. Nothing against the way he plays. I mean, before the Lakers picked him up, they know the way he plays or they knew the way he plays the game. But, you know, the Lakers brass just did not think about would that fit or not. Obviously, because it don't. Or they just thought it would fit and it just did not work out for him or is not working out for him. So now they're going to have a difficult decision in the offseason on whether, you know, to, to keep him. But, again, it's going to be hard to trade him. We're going to trade him to the Houston Rockets for John Wall and his $45 million contract. You know, if the Lakers are desperate just to get rid of uh, Westbrook, I guess you can do that. And, you know, maybe John Wall can come to the team next year and, and, and you know, have a resurgence of sorts for for John Wall. But you'd probably have to get something else for John Wall other than, you know, or for Westbrook other than John Wall. But, again, that's we're, we're talking, you know, ahead of ourselves. That's next year. LeBron James, as I mentioned in my last episode, episode number 93, he's, you know, uh, almost looks like he's got Cleveland eyes. You know, his body language, everyone's talking about it. Perkins, you know, Stephen A. Smith, everyone has noticed that his body language just has not been the same. Uh, and, you know, since the All-Star break, at least. So he's frustrated, even though LeBron James is still going to, you know, 
he's going to give you 110%, but it just his body language just doesn't look the same. And, and even LeBron James can get frustrated. A guy like Malik Monk, he's, um, he's going to be a free agent, you know, after this year. Are you going to sign him to a big contract? There's, there's, there's a lot of decisions, a lot of decisions that Mr. Palinka is going to have to make. Carmelo Anthony is getting, he's a year older next year. So, you know, where are the Lakers going to go next year? And again, the question is, even if they come back whole and healthy, the Lakers I'm speaking of, will they be a better team than the Los Angeles Clippers? And one more thing before I go to uh, our sponsor here. I know what you're going to say, Laker fans. Hey, L.A. Ray, all that don't mean shit. Look at the banners. 17 banners. Yes. Yes. Laker fans, I love y'all. Yes, 17 banners. Absolutely. It's a great deal. But the rest of us are talking about what's happening on the court today. Not yesterday. Like they, or Stephen A. Smith said, or like I say, I said this in my last episode, the game last night. I didn't see Magic Johnson out there. You know, being Magic Johnson, I didn't see Worthy out there. I didn't see Kareem. I didn't see Jerry West. I didn't see Will Chamberlain. Hell, I didn't even see George Mikan. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Didn't see him. Didn't see Shaq. I saw LeBron. I saw Westbrook. I saw Monk. I saw Reeves. Well, you see, Covington uh, came down the lane, just knocked Reeves over. Reeves, you're going to have to pick up a little weight in the offseason, baby. I like him. I like Austin Reeves, but he's going to have to pick up a few, a few pounds in the offseason. But again, I'm not talking about past history. You guys know I am the unbiased one. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing that the Lakers have 17 championships. They've been around for a long time. Clippers will never amass 17 championships, at least not in my lifetime. I doubt it. But we're talking about right now. Uh, ask yourself this question. Will the Clippers, between the two teams, which one will win a championship first? The Clippers or the Lakers? As they're constructed right now, moving forward. Interesting question. Very, very interesting question. So before I wrap this episode up, here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is just too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good, baby. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Boy, we're prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777. 
or visit ccpg.org chat. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. fam again this is your boy la ray harris host of la courtside podcast brought to you by the basketball podcast network and sponsored by as you heard draftkings.com hey if you want to start placing a few bets on these nba basketball games and the upcoming ncaa basketball tournaments that's coming up make sure you sign up to draftkings.com put in promo code tbpn start placing your bets and start winning yourself some money baby so in closing real fast on the Lakers and the Clippers just want to say hey as far as the Lakers go Laker Nation Lake Show Lake Show fans hey keep the faith baby season's not over with yet I know LeBron just said uh, the other day that uh, you'd have to cut his head off and bury him 12 feet under he didn't say 6 feet under he said 12 feet under in order for him to give up and we know that's not going to happen King's not gonna, he's not going to give up you know the body language may not be uh, what we're used to seeing from LeBron James, but he is definitely not going to give up. So, Laker fans, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Things can still happen for you if it clicks. And as far as Clippers fans go, hey, yourselves as well. Keep the faith. Ty Lue has done an outstanding job coaching this basketball team. I mean, some people are saying that he should be the coach of the year, and who knows? He just might be. So, Clipper fans, keep the faith. Keep playing good basketball, Clippers. And, you know, if you get your players back, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Norman Powell, it's a possibility that you, you know, can go a long way in these playoffs. So you all know that my dream is for the Lakers and the Clippers to make it to the Western Conference Finals or at the very least face each other in the playoffs. It still may happen in the play-in tournament. Who knows? So my dream still may come true. But before I sign off or in closing... LA fam, thanks again for listening to LA Courtside Podcast. And if you don't want to miss any further episodes of the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, whether it be Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and soon we will be on Amazon. Make sure you subscribe and shoot a comment to me. Let me know. Hey, LA Ray, how you doing? Yeah, your show sucks. Your show is pretty good. I kind of like it. You know, that's the only way that, that you know any of us do podcasts are going to get better. So, again, make sure you subscribe to L.A. Corsat Podcast if you don't want to miss any further episodes. And with that, just leave you with a little Funkadelic. You all know I have to do this old school joint just to leave you with a little Funkadelic before I sign off. So, to all my L.A. sports fam, until the next episode of L.A. Courtside, peace.